Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who just sold an old junky computer for $450, Rob Cicernino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. Kurt, this is my Utopia podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. I hope you wiped the hard drive on that thing, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Kurt, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. Yes. I'm doing pretty good. Well, how could we not be doing amazing? We are ready to talk about Utopia. And you know what? It's I'm, I'm just actually enjoying this more and more. Yes. Yes, Kurt. This is Utopia. Let's make a brand new start. Yes, we're making a brand new start every every day here on the on the Utopia podcast here on Rob is a podcast and uh, Kurt very very excited to get into uh, what is what what is this episode six of Utopia? Uh yeah, I believe something like that six or eight. <laughs> yeah, there was like three three episodes the first week and then two episodes a week after that and I I we I don't remember if we lost a week in there or not but this might actually be episode eight. Oh my god, uh, time flies. Yeah, but yeah, who you know what it's they're 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 not really it was what, three like, the progress- first week. It was three the first week and then there was uh and there was two in the two. middle uh, and and then we uh, and then uh and I feel like this is the sixth one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the sixth episode of the hit Fox reality series Utopia and Rob and Kurt are here live to talk about it. And we got a lot to talk about. So uh, we we did not record a podcast about Utopia last week because Kurt was traveling. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't get a chance to do it. But we're, we're back and we're going to try to uh, keep this on Tuesdays or so. Uh, do or at least get together after the Tuesday episode of Utopia uh, for as long as the uh, TV gods bring us Utopia. They keep on making money. We'll keep on recording. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Is this, is this is this where you announce the first official Rob has a podcast field trip to Utopia, Rob? Yes. Well, I would <laughs> definitely do a field trip to Utopia the next time they have uh, one of these market days. Uh, you know, I'm going I'm going away for a few days uh, next week, but I feel like uh, once I'm back, as God willing, if there are still Utopia, what's the official name of these things? Uh, they. They kind of just called it an open house. Uh, Utopian Utopian house. house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, the next time they have one, I definitely want to see if I can get it out there. Yeah. It's uh, if they did turn into a farmer's market, would you eat any of the vegetables? Uh, Well, I think I would eat the vegetables before I ate the chickens that ate the cow poop. That's true. That's true. I think I think they're calling it the Utopia experience. Utopia experience. That's right. That's right. Get your get your boot camp on. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to spend like sixty dollars there though. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would expense it. I would expense it for the podcast. Okay, there you go. Okay, first first off, Kurt, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. Uh, so tomorrow night, of course, Wednesday night is our is our big busiest night of the year on Rob's podcast. It's the Survivor premiere and the Big Brother finale all in one night. And uh, Kurt, we were we were all set to have you step in and take over for me on our Big Brother coverage, but uh, at the last second, as as these things uh, tend to happen here uh, in the uh, whatever industry this is, uh, I got word last night that there is not going to be any interviews with the Big Brother people. Uh, on entertainment tonight, which I had been uh, hired to do. So I will not be going to the Big Brother house tomorrow. I have a better chance of being at the Utopia house this week. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 that, and that's good. I'm, I'm used to the non-live audio-only audiences of a couple hundred. Uh, I'd hate to see what would happen if I... A thousand. <laughs> no, I mean, for the, for the, uh, for the, for the international ones. For yes, the international ones, yes. I mean. And... Uh, um, so I, I, I hate to see what would have happened if I had been given the, the keys to the family car for the live video, thousands and thousands of listeners, uh, podcast. So this is, I, I'm still, I'm still a young Padawan and, uh, learning from you. 
Okay. Well, Kurt, I think you would have done absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, uh, we have to blame Derek for making a Big Brother season that was too boring that Entertainment Tonight did not want to cover it in their Thursday show. So unfortunately, uh, that's the case. Very disappointed. But the bright side is I do get to spend the Big Brother finale with you guys where uh, it's probably what the universe is telling me where I should be in the first place. So we will have our Big Brother coverage on Wednesday night uh, with me, Ian Terry, and Brian Lynch. And then on Thursday, we will go into a very busy morning still on Thursday. I have my schedule in front of me. I'm going to talk within, within about an hour and 15 minutes. I have the first person kicked off of Survivor and interviews with the Big Brother Final Three. In some order, Cody, Victoria, and Derek on Thursday morning. And then, of course, we'll get to our podcast on Thursday with Kim Sprodlin. And then I will talk to on Thursday night. We'll do Survivor Know-It-Alls with Steven. And then by Friday morning, I will have the Survivor podcast post for you guys. And then Friday night, I will get into the premiere of Amazing Race number 25 with Jessica Lees. Yeah, it's starting to settle into your uh, regular season groove. Starting to get into the regular season groove. So a lot to do. But first, Kurt, Utopia. And so how do you, do you want to just touch on any of the things from the past week? Uh, just a, uh, a couple things that really stood out to you from the last couple episodes, and then we'll mostly focus on tonight's show. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we had a new, a couple new entries. We, well, we knew that they were going to be voting between uh, Rhonda and Kristen to stay in the, uh, to stay in the house, the house, <laughs> the, uh, the barn, the compound, yeah. yeah, the compound. Yes. Um, and they ended up voting for Kristen uh, because they felt that with her business focus, she had a little bit more of a specialty uh, expertise than many of the people there. Whereas they, I think they felt that that Rhonda's uh, skill set overlapped with a lot of their own skill set. So, so uh, Kristen ended up staying, and we also had a uh, Taylor arrive uh, just as all the women were getting man hungry. What's your take on Taylor? There was a lot of talk last week over who's thirsty, Kurt. There, there was a that's a utopia euphemism. Yes, a utopism. <laughs> <laughs> we'll workshop that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of like uh, when you say in utopia, I am so thirsty. You're not looking for a drink. No, you're not. Uh, you're looking. You're looking for Taylor, apparently. Um, and I think Hex called dibs on him. Something's <laughs> off with this guy. Um, and and it might be his pants. <laughs> I don't know. Like we like we, he he does he did reveal tonight that he was a male escort. For was a year. he joking about that? I couldn't tell. I don't think so. It seemed like Although, it was like you know a what? kidding, not kidding sort of thing. Kidding, <laughs> yeah, kidding, not kidding. Well, you know, if if you attend the Utopia experience, maybe that'll be a part of it. Yeah. So after <laughs> you get to ask Dedeker about what's it like to be polyamorous, can you give me any advice on that? Then you can also spend fifty dollars for whatever you want with Taylor. Hashtag under the barn. <laughs> under the barn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. So Taylor came to visit. Uh, There was definitely some awkwardness in terms of love stuff going on between Taylor and Hex getting off to a fast start and then Taylor not being able to remember Hex's name. (laughs) That that happened. He does admit again. I mean, we're kind of jumping around here. He does admit that all of the women are smarter than him. Yeah, he he, he fully acknowledges that. Um, But yeah. And then, yeah, he forgets Hex's name, calls her a big booty hoe. Ahead to which Rob's like, you do not uh, call a woman that while you are hugging her. Yeah, <laughs> Rob. For I know he's a gun guy, but he's also kind of a joke sniper. He's uh, kind of good with like these one-liners, real quick. Yeah, and, you know, former Marine. Um, and you know, uh, Bella kind of has the creepy cougar thing going on with. She's thirsty. She is thirsty. Yes, uh, and unfortunately. Uh, her water is the water she is drinking is not filtered. No, no, she's thirsty and there's no uh, f- filtered water for her. Uh, we yeah. also saw the breakup of Briss last week. Yes, we did. And this is something. So I, I was talking with Mike Bloom today of the uh, Pusha Recaps Once Upon a Time podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, and I mentioned it finally hit me what Utopia reminds me of. Have you ever played The Sims? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The the argument between Chris and Bree 
where she is leaving her dishes around the kitchen and he's cleaning them up and he throws a tantrum and then they argue. Uh, this this whole utopia thing reminds me of The Sims, which is basically just a life simulator where you can build a house and you can populate it with people who have different quirks. It reminds me so much of that, especially when you can just put everything in there and then stand back and watch everything just kind of devolve and everybody not be able to, to actually support themselves. And and I know I, I felt ratified on this when you know, Mario Lanza uh, on, on Facebook was kind of saying the same thing to me. And uh, so it's, I think it's, this is like the Sims, but like real life. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a very sad story though, to see the breakup of Briss. Yeah. Uh, uh, but she did spend $15 on a cock uh, for the uh, chicken. So. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> they did. They did order some cock uh, for, to come to Utopia. And yeah. You know, I'm not. I will. I won't talk about uh, Taylor's past work history, but right, right. Uh, let's. Also, <laughs> last week we decided that we are going to have a change up of the ruling system in Utopia. Yeah, let's do something different and have anarchy be the main ruling system here. Well, it's kind of crazy what they're doing. Like they need some sort of system of government, but they can't right. decide on what they want to do. So they're gonna they put all the names in a hat and then they decide, okay, so whoever is turn it is, they get to decide what the ruling system is, but it seems like you only get to be the ruler for like a day. Yeah. Or like the, the time frames are a little wonky in here. I think like, for instance, everything we see in week two actually happened the previous week. Um, so I think the, the anarchy thing maybe lasted for, a handful of days, but it was really, they were arguing, we're well, not arguing um, at this point. They were discussing, you know, what, what sort of government should we have? And it was Dedeker who said, well, you know, let's, let's shake things up and try something different and crazy. Like what, a few days we'll try this. And for a few days we try this, you know, Bree thought that dictatorship would be fun. You know, um, maybe someone will turn into <laughs> Hitler. And I'm really, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. So it's, I actually kind of like this, approach in terms of at least at least it's something that we we get to see and i i really really want to know to what extent if any the producers are stopping by and filling some of their i mean just filling their their heads with some of these suggestions and thoughts uh that i don't know but they did try anarchy and that really did not go well because um (laughs) then everybody said oh it's anarchy i'll just do whatever i want and uh then you had uh, Chef Aaron, he ordered like all this money and groceries and they just had a party and everybody went crazy. Yeah, it was like he was shopping off the shopping list of the uh, independent states of Utopia or whatever <laughs> it was that that uh, Red is now the sole populace of. It's just, I don't get Aaron at all because he was the guy that was fighting with them when they uh-huh. wanted to do the United States of Utopia or the U- Utopia State of Freedom. So why then when there was anarchy, did he go nuts and just spend all the money on on like tequila and junk food? I don't know. I have, I have no idea. It, it, <laughs> unless he was trying to make a point that, hey, in anarchy, I can do this. And this is my showing you that you know, that's why anarchy doesn't work. Although... Hex is trying to say, you know, anarchy isn't chaos. It's still about abiding by a human moral code. And um, yeah, that that uh, that didn't really go over well. <laughs> also, last week, we had the first sort of business attempts that we tried at Utopia. We had Utopia Yoga uh-huh. and one person came out for that. And then we also had Aaron's Boot Camp and one person came out for that. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, Ben, the Utopia super fan. Uh, didn't bring his roommate. <laughs> yes, that he watches the show with. Yes, he. Uh, they. Uh, he came in for some yoga, and it was just him. And uh, I'm. I'm really wondering. Obviously, things kind of turned around a little bit tonight. But to what extent would again my my Sims mindset? To what extent would Fox bail them out if they just completely lost all of their money and were starting to starve? Hmm. Uh, that Can would take- be. That would be something. Can they take out a loan? <laughs> I don't know. Um, we also saw last week uh, Red started to teach us how to make some uh, hillbilly wine. Yeah, apparently condoms are an integral part of that. Condoms that unfortunately keep breaking, which should probably have Brie a little bit worried. Yes. Because <laughs> I think they were Chris's condoms. Well, those were the ones that she liked. Yeah, because uh, 
uh, they're not working. <laughs> Kurt, can you explain to me the role of the condom in Hillbilly Wine? Uh, you know what? I wasn't paying that close of attention, but it seemed like you would put it on the top of the jugs to uh, get a sense for if the fermenting is taking place in the jugs, then that should be releasing some sort of uh, um, uh, sciency uh, gas of some sort. <laughs> So I think if you see the condom start to inflate, that means the fermenting's taking place. So I'm, that's my Oh, that is better than a holla. <laughs> I, I, I take a 5,000 of those. Oh my God. The utopians <laughs> see that the condom has been completely extended and filled with carbon dioxide. So they know it's time to drink the hillbilly wine. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Um, and what's the irony of uh, the only use of the condom in the hillbilly wine process is to make the wine? Um, <laughs> the only time the condoms come into play when hillbilly wine is involved. Yeah, because but no, they're 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 Bree's favorite, so apparently they're being used uh, recreationally as well. Okay, yes, I'm I'm talking by by hillbillies. Oh, okay, yeah, Ding. Yes, <laughs> that's okay. We don't we don't have any hillbillies that listen to the podcast. No. Well, I don't know. Now that they have internet, apparently. It'll be interesting to see if they're listening to this right now. Oh my gosh, they are listening to this right now, aren't they? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, if I was in Utopia, why wouldn't they listen? Yeah, shout out to all the people in Utopia. Yeah, uh, if you're <laughs> listening to this uh, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us, send us a tweet. <laughs> send, us, send, us a, send us an email. Are you, are you out there? Are you out there? Oh, I think we just got something. Yes, <laughs> yes, please uh, uh, tweet, tweet us. <laughs> let us let us know. Uh, could we get one of the Utopia people as a guest? Could they, they uh, Skype in? Could they Skype in? I don't. I apparently I don't know. It's it's like again. I I don't know to what extent production is um, filtering the experience they're allowed to have. I mean, in terms of um, you know, they or okay, you know, we bought a laptop. A production may have to sanction what's. Just like just like my IT team at at my office, you, it, the production team can sanction whether or not they can have Skype or okay. or you know, what browser can they use. So you think that Rob has a website might not be whitelisted for Utopia? Oh, I think the default for Rob has a website is blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is not my Utopia. <laughs> yes, that is not my Utopia. Okay, so uh, let's get into tonight's episode, and uh, so. I don't want to bury the lead. What would you say the top stories were from tonight, other than uh, the Utopia experience? Uh, I think it was uh, Filtergate. Filtergate, yes. Uh, let's and, let's yeah. let's get into that Filtergate because uh, Bella needs this water filter. I'm not sure why. What's wrong with the water at Utopia? Um, she probably thinks there's fluoride in it, um, and we all know fluoride is a government conspiracy. Um, she, I don't know. I think if, because it seems like they're getting their water from someplace other than the lake. So uh, I, I'm not, I'm not completely sure. This is probably very obvious to somebody with a survivalist slash uh, gardening uh, background. So I, I don't know, but I'm gonna. It's one of those things. Like from the very first episode, is she knows this sort of thing. Uh, so I would just trust her that she needs this water filter. Okay. How did you think that the water filter situation was handled? Because I thought it was sort of went over in a very bizarre way. So the doorbell rang and they said, hey, we got a delivery for Bella. It's the water filter. Uh, it's like, well, hold on one second. She's naked in the waterfall right now. And uh -huh. so what they did was they told uh, they told Mike about it. And then Mike was like, no, 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 kill it, kill it. And so they sent yeah. it back and I'm like, okay, that, uh, all this makes sense to me. And now Mike is like, I'm going to make her quit tonight. Yeah. He's sick. He's, he's tired of her and decides to announce, to tell her about the water filter being returned in a kind of, uh, uh, theatrical way. Yes. 
And so then Mike put on like a cardboard box that was like covered with aluminum and, and aluminum foil. And he like was dressed like a knight. He was, yeah, he was like a, a cast off extra from the quest. And he decided to kind of do like a hear ye, hear ye to the, the kingdom sort of thing. Um, it was just kind of trying to mockingly make this announcement uh, in order to, I think, purposefully disrespect Bella. And uh, it, she did not handle it well. Yes. And so, yes, uh, she was very upset. But I, this seemed very unlike Mike to me to it, uh, be doing this behavior. It did. No, I agree. I, I actually felt uh, some sympathy for Bella uh, tonight. Uh, it was, I was actually happy to see Amanda standing up for her. It's like, yeah, she's weird. She's socially awkward. We don't get her, but she's nice and her heart is in the best of places and she's not a mean person. And then Josh stood up for her as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, it seemed like what we've seen from like, especially last week, uh, Tuesday and Friday with Mike was that he's kind of been holding the, uh, the, the keys to the kingdom. Uh, I, you know, having finished, uh, season three of Game of Thrones, and we see you know so, uh, Tyrion Lannister was was given basically becoming the the the, the Secretary of Finance, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he, that's kind of master that's kind of, of coin, Kurt. Master of coin. Yes, uh, he uh, Mike's kind of taken that role as well, and so he's really kind of watching all of the expenses uh, with with a keen eye. And uh, the hundred and sixty nine dollars for a water filter is not Mike's utopia. That's not his utopia. Now, Kurt, did you feel bad for Bella? Because I, I certainly did when she wanted to put on the shopping list. She wanted some uh, female pads that yes. she requested. And uh, Aaron uh, debated her on this and said, is this a group item? Why should that have to come out of the group money? Shouldn't that be a, a personal item? Does do people have their own money in Utopia? Um, I think, and this goes back to when remember the great safe heist of that course. read, yeah, yeah. Who could forget? Um, I think at that point they divided the money into kind of there's a public fund, but then everybody else has their own kind of private allowance as well. Like everybody was given, you know, making up numbers here. Everybody was given two or three hundred dollars. Um, although that would be $4,500. Everyone was given like a couple hundred dollars, but then there was like a, a, a group fund as well of which funds could come out of it, like some discretionary things per person. And um, I, I actually thought that was a very unreasonable of Aaron. Yeah. I mean, this is the same guy who for anarchy night uh, spent God knows how much on tequila and everything. I mean, that I, you know, I kind I get it with the water filter, but I don't think she would like, uh, what, what does she want to spend? 15 bucks? Exactly. Yeah. So I felt bad for her. And, uh, this was during the early stages of the women rule, right? Yeah. They decided that this week would be, uh, women's week. Um, we had some very, very, you know, heartfelt things that were said by the guys, um, you know, Aaron said, I love women, but they're more hormonal. So I hope you can kind of overcome that ladies. Yeah. Um, which was it, very, <laughs> a, a very offensive thing to say. Oh, and then, oh, it, but then Rob manages to top it saying that, you know, women tend to be more emotional and may not make hard decisions. So I'm interested to see how your tampon party works out. <laughs> <laughs> see, I thought he was re- referring to the women. Like that was the name of their political party. Oh, I agree completely. Oh, I think okay. that's what it was, but I think it was still offensive. <laughs> Um, Damn you, Sesternina. Okay. But the thing is, like, you talk, like, funny, you go back and look at, okay, in Utopia, who has engaged in more shouting matches and thrown more temper tantrums, men or, men or women? You've got Bella. And maybe Hex, but you've got Red, you've had Dave, you've had Josh, you've Aaron. had Rob, you've had Aaron. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the, the men have been more emotional and more temper tantrum and more hormonal than the women have. Yeah. So that, I thought that, I was hoping that somebody would point that out, but no. No. 
I don't really get the idea of that. Okay, the women are just gonna be like make up all the rules this week. It just seems like uh, you know that if the rules change every every five seconds, like uh, like there's a new head of household and now there's new laws in Utopia, like that just seems. uh, I know maybe it keeps it fresh for the TV show, but I don't understand how. Are you saying this is an unproductive approach to establishing a society? Yeah, it's like okay, this week you know uh, you know red means red means go and green means stop. You know, I don't understand how you can have any sort of society where the ruling system of government changes every five days well i think that i think what they're trying to do is look at this as a grand experiment because they're going to be here for 365 days 52 weeks the show is going to be on and they have to at this point i think they can actually afford to let's try these each of these for a few days take you know four of those 52 weeks or five of those 52 weeks and see what does work for us here um, and at the end, they may settle on one sort of ultimate decision, but they may have found along the way that there were some actual rules that they do want to implement, having learned things from the various weeks. Kurt, one of the other big things that happened here tonight, we found out that once a month... <laughs> they get a visitor? <laughs> yeah, once once a month, the people in Utopia get a visitor. And uh, Aaron is... Aaron doesn't really care no. about that. Yes, he doesn't care about that. But also... <laughs> one time a month, one person in Utopia gets to have a loved one come to visit. Yeah, and they uh, they pick red. It sounds. It would hold be, on, it, hold on. Are, are, are you still doing the the the, the, the first joke? <laughs> no. Oh no. Okay. So well, yeah, once a month, the, the, and this month, the person that got a loved one to visit was red. Yes, and I and maybe it's still. Like the reality competition show in me. Yes, <laughs> that, that's like I was. I was hoping that they were gonna like write down names and, and vote. Like like so they reveal one vote for Bree, one vote for Red. Um, but yeah, they but they just kind of decide that Red's family will visit, and then they travel over two thousand miles from Kentucky to get there. Right, and you know Red got spruced up for it. I'm actually liking the narrator a bit more and more as the series progresses. I wasn't a huge fan at the beginning. But I'm starting to like the narrator more. Yeah, why? What is he doing? I don't know. It sounds like he's he's starting to take things, or maybe it's what he's delivering now in terms of the actual lines. But like saying the you know, red starts to get spruced up, and this looks like the end of Briss, <laughs> and so it, it is becoming a little bit more uh, casually tongue in cheek. So I'm, I'm I'm starting to like him a bit more. Yeah, I do like it at times. I just don't like when like uh, some something happens and the narrator does sort of like this devil's advocate thing. Like, uh, you know, they they have like the thing, like the busy day of the utopia experience. And the narrator is like uh, the uh, the pioneers had had a busy day. But will it be enough money for it's like, well, I mean, there was like 100 people there. Like there was a lot of people there like to like stop with your uh, stop with playing both sides of everything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah just tell me what's going on don't don't interject the uh the possibilities yep so and uh i didn't love that i don't love that yeah what, what did you what did you think of red's family well i thought the whole red thing was uh pretty crazy first off if i was in utopia i would never give red the visit because no matter what you do for Red, you can never make him happy. I would just want Red to leave because there's no pleasing him because yeah. he's like he's a child because if he gets what he wants, then five minutes later, he'll find the next thing he'll have a tantrum about. So because yeah, he, he threw his big tantrum this time after his family left. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. there's no oh. making him happy. So you would think like, oh, yeah, you guys did did something nice for me and let me visit my family. So I'm not going to have a tantrum over and rip up the rule sheet. But it really it was like right after that. Yeah, it was. I, I you know what, if if we were in Utopia together and we knew we had to pick somebody and you made that argument to me, I would be on board. Yeah. There's no pleasing Red. Just let him have his tantrum. Let him break everything. And then hopefully he just leaves. Yeah. That's it, what I would do. But, or it or goes to seed. Or, uh, you know, how many things has he had to be unhappy about in the last, in, in these six episodes? Every single episode of the show, he's had a tantrum. Yeah. It's, it's, it's usually been um, Bella-based, to be fair, for the most part. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying why. I don't know why I even threw in, to be fair. The Tansons are pretty much Bella-based. Uh, that's not, that's, I'm not saying that's a good thing. Uh, but that, that it does seem to be the, uh, the impetus for it. So. But Bella is I, a kook, but she's harmless. Yes. You know, she's just like a, she's just a, a nut, but she, there's nothing wrong with her. Like she's not, well, there's something wrong with her, but she, there, she's not <laughs> mean. She's not like, like, you know, I'm sure she would be annoying, but you know, it's not like she's a menace to society. She reminds me a lot of Gary Busey from this season of Celebrity. <laughs> yes. Right? That, 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 that she's, she's interesting to live with. She's um, a nice person, but she's a pain in the butt to live with. Yes. She'd be, she'd be a pain. So, okay. So here comes Red's wife. And uh, what, what was the name of Red's wife? Did you catch that? Jennifer. Jennifer. And then uh, Red's kid. Did Red's kid speak at all? Um. He, I think there was a little bit of like dialogue from a distance when I'm just calling him red junior. Cause I did not catch his name, but when red junior and Taylor went fishing, uh, while, uh, Jennifer and red visited under the barn. Yeah. Uh, there was a little bit of muttering there, uh, but it was primarily Jennifer. We just saw Jennifer talking a little, a bit more. And I, I they're like two peas in a pod. These, these two. Oh yeah. I think, I think they're a great match. Yes, they're, they are absolutely the perfect match. So we got to hear the romantic story of how red courted Jennifer. Yeah. What was it like from what I could tell that she met him at a party. Mm-hmm. And he was the older scared, guy. He was the older guy. And, and then she, that she I'm, scared off or threatened all of the women who were interested in him. Well, she was the older guy. And he was the older guy, and she was sixteen, or 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 not even sixteen, because he said that when she turned sixteen, that's when they went to Florida. I completely missed this. Yeah, and <laughs> okay. so how much older was Red? Um. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he was 19. 19? I don't know why that's giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm guessing, I'm going to say, I'm I'm going to not put him in his 20s. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, Red then uh, said to her, he went up to her and was like, uh, you get away from me, but you're trouble. You're trouble. And then uh, she did not get away from him, and then she proceeded to... Uh, go up to all of Red's other girlfriends. Believe it or not, Red had ma- had many girlfriends, and uh-huh. then uh, she had the legs broken of all the other women women that were trying to date Red. I think that threatened them. Like like Hex kind of joked about, uh, yeah, you know, oh, threaten. I see you. You definitely have to threaten them that you're going to break their legs. And she was like, No, no, I didn't do that. I had people do that for me. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I always and- had people that that do that kind of stuff for me. Yeah, kind of, and then there were awkward glances cast by everybody else that was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get the sense that they spent the night. I think it sounded like it was more of a day trip. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, and then Red then uh, took his wife underneath the barn. Yep. So, what do you think, Kurt? Did you know that we have conjugal visits in Utopia? Um, I, I figured it out pretty damn quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I wonder if Red discovered the. Uh, the under the barn option, uh, or if Chris and Bree somehow found that out and shared it with him. Hmm. And so there's already condoms down there. It was already broken in. <laughs> speak. Yeah. Um, so with this whole thing, do you think that ex con Dave might have wanted to stay in utopia? Had he known that you can get a conjugal visit? Oh, potentially. You, yeah. You, you never, you never know. Although I, he didn't really talk a lot about, uh, you know, family on the outside. So, um, not not sure that would have necessarily been a, a, a something that would uh, sway things. Okay, and then Red's wife was crying. She was upset. She was having a moment. Yeah, and uh, she was sad. Yeah, she she was you know just it was all overwhelming for her. Yes, um, because you know when you have a guy like Red around, you're very disappointed when he's not there. It sounds like he's probably very handy around the house. He is and, a handy uh, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So then we also had another visitor to Utopia this week mm-hmm. where we had Amanda a visit from her midwife. Yeah. This was like a nice little moment. Yeah. And so everything seems like it's okay with the baby. Yep. Seven month checkup. Okay. Um, and everything seemed like it was going good. But then we got into the chore making assignments 
And yes. uh, we have to decide of uh, what is your major and what is your minor? Yep. And apparently uh, Red uh, was not interested in going to school for chores. Yeah. What is what was Red's issue with the chores? Um, he I, I it was hard for me to understand. Um, I did not watch this with closed captioning. Um, uh, I should have taken a note from the quest and, and started doing that. Um, it, it, the impression I got was that he did not like being told what to do by women. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's just something I'm assuming about him. And, and, and I could be wrong, but that was kind of at least how it came off to me. Okay. Push me some more. Push me some more. He was saying to Bella. Yeah. Uh, it, and it seemed to be actually more the fact that Bella was commenting on it. Okay, so then we get to the point where it's the next day, right? And Bree was sleeping in and she wasn't awake. And then... and then uh, You're right. And, yeah. Okay, and then that's when the big blow-up ends up happening, right? Yeah, Red wasn't too keen about the whole list-making thing. But then when, when Bree was sleeping in and everybody was upset, he wanted to basically completely tell her off and Bella's like no red that's our job because the women are ruling and he started to throw a tantrum about that yeah that's that's that led to it and then he ripped up the paper off the Mm -hmm. wall yeah and and then he also told her that uh he is going to uh stomp the water filter into the ground like he did with the food yeah that's his move that's his move that's like i think he picked that up from dave because remember dave was threatening to destroy the phone when he didn't get his ramen ordered. Yeah. I mean, there is no place for this terrorist behavior in Utopia. If I don't get what I want, I'm going to break stuff. Yeah. And like on, on a a more, I don't say structured show or a show that has, you know, a lot more producer interaction. I'd be like, okay, they'll, you know, talk him down let him know you can't do that. But he could do that in here. And, it was legit, like when they start when he starts making threats like that. I'm like, oh, that's actually a legitimate concern that they should probably address soon. Yeah, you know, uh, but it sounded like Hex and Dedeker, Dedeker, kind of talked him down a bit. You know, why have they, in all seriousness, why have they not banished Red from Utopia? Like, why is um, there nobody say like, all right, let's pass a motion like they did with Josh on the first day. I feel like what Red has done is far worse than what anything Josh has done on that first night and say, look, if if anybody willfully destroys anybody's property in Utopia, they're banished. I think they want to... Um, my guess is they want to set the bar very high for needing to be banished from the show. I, mean, I think, I think it, the, it, that's potentially a slippery slope where, you know, if Red's been doing this and we banished him, then, you know, really what is the, you know, what are the limits around that for, and, and it's, it becomes a little bit hard to define. At the same time, you know, they're giving him a lot, of, way too much leeway. But at the, at the very least, it seems like there needs to be some sort of intervention about his behavior, not necessarily a, a trial, but he needs to be approached, approached about it. I think so. I think and he we, doesn't seem like he has been. He seems to be being babied a yeah. little bit. I think we've passed the point of no return with Red. Yeah. I think he's a menace to this new society. <laughs> that would be a great fan. Okay, yes. <laughs> All right, so um, the night before the big uh, Utopia experience, it was time for Rob to make a big speech. And I thought it was uh, fitting that on the uh, the week of the 10-year anniversary of Lost, uh, Rob gave the group a, a real uh, live-together-die-alone speech. There are thousands of people who would die to be in our spots. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I laugh on the commercials when they're like, uh, how would you like to live in paradise? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and I couldn't tell from the promos now if they're trying to push people to apply to be on the show. Cause you know, there's still that rotating door that's going to happen yeah. every month. I mean, it just so happens that right now they've just been kind of keeping the, the fishbowl stocked every month. They haven't really kicked anybody out uh, in the, in the way that they, they plan to. So I, I'm having a hard time from the promos if they're trying to get people to 
apply for that or if they're literally trying to get people to visit and promote the utopia experience and stop by for a field trip it was it was a little yeah i think they're trying to get people to apply i don't think that the show is like is taking like a advertising time worth you know hundreds of thousands of dollars and using it to try to you know help out the utopia people make like you know 500 bucks right it's yeah um but yeah (laughs) thousands of people who had died to be in our spots i i did like the you know was if if you've got if you've got time to lean you've got time to clean and if you if you've got if you've got time to to was it, if you got time to chill you've got time to till um, you got time to chill you've got time to till yeah i i came up with a couple of other ones he could have oh used. go yes. fire away if you got time to be an idea detractor, you've got time to make a chicken tractor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, if you've got time to relax and recline, you've got time to make some condom-based wine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Rob can borrow those. <laughs> so that's uh, very, very good, Kurt. I like that. You, I would, you'd be a great leader of Utopia. Oh, thank you. Well, I don't know what the theme would be. Like, is it the kind of where uh, it wouldn't be anarchy? Would it be kind of like? The uh, the peasants storm the castle and take over. You should be the next uh, utopia person. You should be the newtopian. I will not be applying to be a utopian. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, I prefer to be a, uh, a a commenter rather than a commentee. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Kurt, um, after Rob's big speech, then uh, things went really good. Yeah, they open up the... The doors, there was actually a crowd there. Yeah. So was I a, was looking for you in there. I didn't see you. It was a good turnout. Yeah, I didn't know. See, I don't keep up with the Utopia live feed, so I didn't know what was going on. Uh, yeah, I was like, you want to see the cow? She's pregnant and due in two weeks. You know what I was thinking? Oh, how dare you, Kurt? Oh. Uh, yeah. I was like, that's not a nice thing to say. <laughs> that's not a nice thing to say. Uh, but no. it ended up being a day that was worth $1,483. Before the IRS. Before the IRS. And they're watching. That's what the Mike thinks. Yeah. So uh, I'm not so sure about that, but uh, my, we'll go with that. So what, what part, of, if, if you did go, of the things that we saw, what would you be most interested in? learning about or participating oh in. i don't know if i would i don't know what i would do first i would need the, i would need the map i'd <laughs> want to try to take it all in I, if i could do aaron's boot camp uh that would be huge uh then i would love to see the uh hillbilly wine making demonstration uh, i was if, worried they if, wanted it to be family friendly friendly and i thought they were still gonna be using condoms but it looks like they actually had some legitimate equipment there this time okay good good um then i might want to go check out the archery demonstration yeah. I was all about the archery demonstration. I, I think that, that I would have, I think I would have liked it. It looks like Hex could have been on the quest. Yeah, she's, she would have won, won the quest. She's got a great name for it. Yes. Uh, maybe she could be on the quest too. Yes. Oh, it'll probably, Utopia will probably still be filming when they make the quest too. That's, oh, that's true. But maybe she'll be out of it by then. Maybe, maybe she'll leave. She'll want to leave. Um, I also then would stop by Dedeker's Den and ask her about some of the pratfalls of being in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> Tell me about the things that went wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the wah, wah moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would be, that'd be very, very fun. Um, so, Kurt, next week on Utopia, next time, somebody new is coming to Utopia, and it's Contractor Ernesto. We've, we've got another contractor. <laughs> yes. Contractor Ernesto. Let's make a brand new start. With contractor Ernesto coming. Uh, why, why contractor Ernesto? Out of all the potential people we could have had in Utopia, why, why another contractor and why Ernesto? I'd like to see the audition pool. <laughs> Is it just a lot of contractors? <laughs> yeah did he did contractor ernesto watch the first night and he's like oh i could get the lights on there i could uh, i could i could uh run the plumbing yeah like someone gets on there with all these grand plans but the, by the time they finally clear the audition process and everything and they, there's a space for him it seems like everything he 
has like the skill set for is already taken care of. It's like, oh, you've already got the plumbing and the lighting. Um, and it looks like the chicken tractor's ready to go. So yeah, okay. Like I I'll be got over it. here under the I'll be under the barn. <laughs> I got it with with adding Taylor. That seemed like a good casting choice. But I mean, contractor Ernesto. I'm not sure what Ernesto is bringing to the table here. Um, I know maybe they're trying. Like Josh seems to have really mellowed out from the beginning of the show. Okay, and and is actually more is more likable. So maybe this is a they're like you know we gotta you know we can't have Red and Bella being the only people who are losing it. So let's light a fire under Josh by bringing somebody in that's going to you know compete almost for his place there. Uh, let me give you a little, little bit of a blurb on Ernesto. Uh, his background is that his wife actually very sadly died uh, four years ago, and he has a broken heart. So he's widowed. He has no children. Um, his, he's most likely to unintentionally overthrow Aaron as the food czar. Uh, and his <laughs> natural enemies are the government, regular cars, and commercial airlines. Uh, what is the opposite of a regular car? Uh, well, I think that's pretty obvious. That would be an irregular car, Rob. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Uh, like, unless he, like, he's like pro-hybrid, maybe? I don't it, know if, if contractor Ernesto is driving a hybrid. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it does. I was going to say, like, other than contractors, I was actually going to say, you know, the fact that they brought in a Ronda uh, as a potential entry, I'm wondering if, like, the, the pool was... Uh, kind of tea partyist slash uh, contractors. And if he's anti-government, then maybe he's leaning that way too. <laughs> so the Utopia casting flowchart is, uh, uh, are you in the tea party? Yes or no. And then you say, no. Are you a contractor? Yes or no. And then, and then it ends. If you said yes to either of the above, welcome to our round two of the interview process. Yeah. Was welcome it, it to Utopia. <laughs> It was. I think it was also in the previews where it looks like Red's going to secede. Yes, again. Oh, again. boy. Good. I hope someone pushes him to come up with a new name. <laughs> I will hope so. I hope so. Um, all right, so let's take a couple of quick questions from the listeners of Rob Has a Podcast about tonight's utopia. Okay, and uh, let's start off with um, Jeff Quest wants to know, are you living every utopia podcast like it's your last, Kurt? Uh, you know what? Uh, you you only utopia once so yeah I, but that, that doesn't make a good acronym yo 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 <laughs> yeah okay um this is one from uh mike bloom wants to know if dave and jonathan had to come up with booths for the flea market what would they do uh gosh yeah we didn't really talk about uh, pastor jonathan left we forgot to cover that <laughs> oh with uh you know i i totally i uh missed yeah. that yeah so pastor jonathan <laughs> he he left but it was sort of uneventful yeah, and and, it, and he could be back in six to eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, he could be back. He's on the disabled list. He's on the He's utopia on, yeah. list. Um, I know. I get. Well, obviously, uh, baptisms in the in Lake Utopia. Sure. sure. Um, and Dave could potentially do like a prison food cooking show training. Yeah. You know. What about some ramen noodle tasting? What if he had like all the different flavors of ramen, and you could sort of like uh, taste all the different ones he made? Full seasoning oh. packet. For, yeah, definitely the full seasoning packet. Definitely creamy chicken, despite your uh, <laughs> your, your being against that. Um, you know, I think I think he could have done like a ramen cooking class. I really do. Okay. I, I, yeah. Well, that would be very useful. Yeah, orange is the new utopia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Tyler Kakuna wants to know uh, if someone just stole all of the money and food and destroyed it. What do you think production would do? Uh, I'm hoping we find out. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I, 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 first of all, I think like it would turn into kind of a, a big, if, if it was obvious who did it, then the person would be kicked out of Utopia by the Utopians. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know if it becomes like, uh, you know, production giving them the, the bag of rice in exchange for the Texas flag sort of thing mm -hmm. from, was that the Australia yeah. survivor? Um, yeah, not, not sure. I'm not sure what would happen, what would need to happen for production to intervene because, I think, you know, they have like literally no uh, production contact. Like even in the Big Brother house, you can hear people behind the walls and you get to talk to Julie Chen. I have it, it seems like there's no contact with production. They're completely on their own here. Yeah. Um, unless somebody gets too drunk. 
Oh yeah, that's true. But even then, that's like I think a a, a, a more of a, a medical uh, thing as opposed to necessarily production going in. It's it's the it's the medics. Okay. So how about this question uh, from Emily Forster wants to say, how awkward was it when Bree started talking about how she wants a dictatorship uh, like Hitler? Yeah, uh, I think that was one of those moments where everyone was trying to figure out where to look when she was talking and they just wanted her to stop with the mouth moving. Um, yeah, it's like maybe it'll work and you know, maybe the person will end up being hated or maybe it'll work or maybe the person will become Hitler. And I'm like, okay. a new a new a new dictator has risen up within the walls of utopia utopia looking uh to build a uh a genocidal army of people oh we could take this in so many different directions that we're uh, just not going to right now yeah um Oh, okay. You, you, you need to keep that Utopia song for other shows. We'll, keep, well, we'll play it on other shows. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So. One last question. Bob Fallon wants to know, uh, ding, marry, kill Kurt, uh, hex, Bree or Nikki. Um, I would have to, I would kill Bree. I would, like, uh, she's lazy. You hate lazy people. <laughs> no, I just, I I'm lazy. So it just would nothing would get done. Nothing would get done. Um, yeah, I would I would ding Nikki. I think that's a gimme. Okay, and uh, I would I would marry Hex. I think she would she'd make a good uh, lifelong partner. She'd be a great provider. I could I think I could rely on her. Uh, whereas Nikki is into the whole tantric thing, and mm-hmm. so that's just right there. So what what'd you do? Uh, you gave uh, uh, D- ding Nikki. Okay, ding Nikki. Uh, marry Hex and Kilbury. I think I would switch the uh, the uh, marry and the kill there. I, I don't th- I don't think uh, you would want to be married to a woman with a crossbow who is proficient with it uh, and uh, seems to uh, be somewhat uh, temperamental. And then I feel like uh, you know whatever you know Bree is just lazy, but at least uh, you know I'd rather I'd, I'd rather have uh, you know uh, I'd rather have that than somebody uh, who is potentially. Uh, easy to upset and has a crossbow. You're overlooking the fact that you would not be able to kill Hex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I didn't know. I had to be the murderer. I thought she was just... Uh, uh, you oh, like, having somebody else do... Yeah, I thought it was just okay, like you, okay, put a, okay. you put a hit on somebody. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, Kurt. All right, so Utopia for the third week, the start of the third week uh, is in the books and uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see because the uh, the, the meta story is um the ratings for utopia have uh not been stellar right so we're hanging in there with utopia yeah but uh i'm having fun with it yeah so we're we're all having fun we're enjoying the utopia and we hope more people start to check it out so that's going to yeah. be uh very 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 interesting uh to watch we just hope that um we the experiment gets to keep going on and on Yes, yes. And and hopefully if it if something unforeseen does happen and they're not able to continue with it, I hope they have the decency to tell the people on the compound. Yes. Yes, please let them know. Uh, Kurt, just real quick before we wrap it up and I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments on this as well. What could Utopia do to try to shake things up and bring in a bigger audience? What what should Utopia need to do? If they could do one thing, one thing, <clears throat> okay, if, if it's supposed to, if one thing that's going to be a big bang that's going to call attention to it, um, what I wouldn't do, which I was thinking about today, what I would not do is kind of a, you know, listeners, you know, the viewers vote and something happens. What I would do to get one big bang is some sort of celebrity stunt cast. Yes, get yes. Somebody. Gary Busey. Oh, I had thought about that earlier. <laughs> Can you go right from winning celebrity Big Brother UK to winning Utopia? Okay, short of Gary Busey. Uh-huh. If we couldn't get Gary Busey, who's number two? Uh, um, I'm I'm going through my Celebrity Apprentice Rolodex. Um, but uh, no, she's unavailable now. Um, how about Dennis Rodman? <laughs> no, because you wouldn't be able to understand him, and he <laughs> he wouldn't do anything. Uh, hey, um, Meatloaf. 
There we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's temperamental also. <laughs> I think, uh, oh, who, who, was it Clint Black who did the, uh, the euphemistic laundry detergent? Yes, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I, I just did a load by hand. No, uh, oh, Lisa Lampanelli. There we go. <laughs> what, <are> what? You, <laughs> what the f happened, Red? <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh my God, Kurt. All right. So so much to do, Kurt. Uh, real quick, uh, tell us what else do you have coming up on the uh, Rob has a podcast networks. Um, on the uh, reality TV wrap ups, the adjunct uh, channel for the shows you do not yourself follow, uh, Amy and I have been covering Big Brother Australia. It's a couple weeks in. We still haven't had anybody <laughs> evicted yet. Oh my although God. I believe that happens today. Um, and, uh, we, and then also on Posha Recaps, uh, Mike Bloom and I just finished uh, recording a season three recap. Uh, uh, yesterday that should be up in the in the next couple of days, and then we are going to start covering season four uh, week to week as new episodes air. Really looking forward to that. It's been a, a fun show to cover. Yeah, I know a lot of people are looking forward to that one. I asked people over the summer, "What's the number one show you guys want to hear on post show recaps?" And many people said, uh, "Once upon a time." Yeah, it's 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 been it's been good. It's been good. Okay, so uh, very much looking forward to uh, checking that out. Kurt, do we have a hashtag for this episode of the Utopia podcast? I really like to stick with hashtag under the barn, if you will permit it. Under the barn. Okay. Under the barn. I, 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 think, I think hashtag big booty ho would might be a little bit out there. So let's, let's go with hashtag under the barn. Yeah. Okay, one last thing before we go. I want to thank our sponsor for this episode of Rob is a Podcast. Uh, and those are our friends over at MeUndies.com. And Kurt, I know you were thinking about MeUndies last week on Utopia. Yeah, they had their... Uh, they're shorty short Sunday. Yeah. And who knew that that was going to be uh, such a big deal that Josh was so into that. Yeah. And it seemed like all the guys kind of started to buy into it. <laughs> yeah. Even, I mean, this is anarchy. <laughs> that's what anarchy does because uh, that's, you get short, short Sundays, but you don't have to wait for short, short Sundays uh, to see how unbelievable it is to put on a great pair of underwear. It could change your whole entire outlook on the day. Imagine how uncranky Red would be uh, if he had on a great fitting pair of underwear. I think that's a change we would need to see. Because you know that Red probably has like ratty, old, saggy underwear. Uh, if- if he's wearing any, if he at all. has on any <laughs> at all, and uh, he probably has no idea the feeling of great fitting, great looking underwear, and so maybe with that new four hundred fifty dollars laptop, he could uh, get himself over to MeUndies dot com. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. too bad they can't, you know, hear this podcast and understand like all the benefits and, and and know to go there and to and to check it out. Yeah, because MeUndies has the most comfortable underwear that you've ever tried on. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up and they literally pull moisture away from your skin so you're cool all day long. It almost acts like a filter, filtering the moisture away from you. And and I get a feeling that if you you know, were to order MeUndies yourself, they would not be returned by whoever your roommate is. They would actually allow them into your own private compound. Uh, absolutely. And I think that uh, the women of Utopia would love that they could go online and match underwear patterns as well. I don't know if they would actually need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if they wanted to, they could. And here's the thing. They, they, could, yeah. they make you look great. So go to MeUndies.com and check out the pics of all the different styles of underwear uh, for the men and for the women. Uh, they have high quality materials for your high quality materials and the price. And we know that the people in Utopia are on a fixed income. They're on a budget. Um, it is a fraction of what typical high end designers charge. Even Mike from Utopia would allow them to order from MeUndies.com. Yeah, I mean, with, this, with the amount of time you, you spend in underwear during your life, it might as well be high quality. So this is something you splurge a little bit on, right? Yes. And also, you know, Mike might be a little hesitant until he hears about this, because when you go to MeUndies.com slash RHAP, you'll get 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your order when you go to MeUndies.com slash RHAP. And right now you even get free shipping in the U.S. and Canada. And that includes the Utopia State of Freedom. Yeah, I'm thinking that hopefully that does get included in the Utopia State of Freedom because I think technically 
uh, it's still part of the U.S., right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know if he has seceded from the United States of America. He has seceded from Utopia. All right. So, Kurt, uh, Friday night will be Utopia. And then sometime uh, next week, we will reconvene and talk in Utopia once again. That sounds splendid. Yes. All right, Kurt. Well, looking forward to it. And uh, for everybody else, uh, take care. This is Utopia. Let's make a brand new start. Kurt, come on. You know the words. This is Utopia. Let's make a brand new start. If you can make a brand new start, you could push a cart. Let's make a If you could write a song, you could help along. There you go.